to laugh for the club i'm jeff um tonight we have jeanette and Jagsman with us duval uh, see i figured out how to do it without it peaking god damn it that's disappointing it's always better when it cuts out at the top end give him uh, time if he gets like more excited about yeah he gets uh, we, we i think we have to kind of maybe we have to hype him up about the jacksonville jaguars like Okay, kind of hijack the moment here, but that Charger schedule video was excellent. It was so damn good. And, and the Jags part was the best part. It was an act, it was a literal Jags man. So tip of the cap to you, Barrett. I will. I don't care what the like. They whoever put that together, they can be like, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna be like, no, that's totally based on Barrett. So you are owed money, my friend. Because you are wow. at Jagsman 904. So you need to go collect. I mean, the Charger owner family, they are notoriously cheap. So that's an uphill climb. But you are owed some ched. There you go. As, as they say. Did, so what? Did the uh, did the promo video have like week one upset alert? Y'all might. I don't even know when we play San Diego or fucking the Chargers. Three. It was done in anime style. Yeah, Barry, you so, gotta watch it. So the song is in is in Japanese, and they did one where there's a Chargers player visiting there when they play Seattle. He's laying flowers on a tombstone and it says Legion of Boom and like all right. <laughs> but it's a lot of headstones, and one of them in the background says Mina Kimes football hopes and dreams. Oh no! It was embarrassed. It's so good. You've got to watch the damn thing. Okay, okay. But, so, but, yeah, go. You got to tell them what the Jags one is, though. The Jags one. It's like it's week three. That's not no. And then the other one, it was like they play the Browns, and it's like a field of flowers, and it says redacted on advice of our lawyers. So they didn't even <laughs> try to come up with a cartoon or anything. That's but the good. Mina, the Mina one, like Sarah Spain took a screenshot and. But Mina, she's like, oh, no, Mina. And she's like, after I have been, like, caping up for the Chargers, this is how you guys do me. And she was on NFL Live today. And she goes, and she said something like, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. She's like, <laughs> so she got, she channeled her Stephen A, but she, yeah. did, she did tell them, you lost your best friend in me. So, Jeff, I don't know how you feel about losing Mina Kimes in, in this uh, work. It's worth it. For the for the video, I mean Barrett, the Jags one is literally like most of them are like cool animation and it's like back and forth. Then you know the Jags one, it just cuts to a picture of a Jags man in a bar wearing the exact same thing that Urban Meyer was wearing when the chick was (laughs) just alone in a bar. That's pretty good. That's a good bit of symbolism for what our team is. It was just, oh god, it was wonderful. Um, anyway, so 
Um, as some as some may have seen on Twitter, um, yesterday Jeanette and Pow and Ant and I got together, um, did a little uh, did a little booze cruise in Newport Beach Harbor, and that was a good old time. But um, we stopped at a bar to use the bathroom at one point, and um, Jeanette comes back to the boat with a very interesting story. So, what did you, Jeanette? You kind of know you're in for an interesting time in the bathroom when someone occupying one of the stalls is on speakerphone having a full-on conversation not giving a damn about what is being overheard so when you first walk into the bathroom the very first thing is you're you're eavesdropping on somebody I, okay, so when i walk in because i heard someone talking and they were it was in spanish i heard this woman addressing somebody it's like oh maybe it's a mother daughter child situation they're in the stall together whatever and then i hear the speakerphone the reply back she the woman was speaking with her mother and she tells her that she went out to um newport and she's at this uh, restaurant and she's there with mimosas to have mimosas and whatever with her friends but she's like i started feeling weird she's like and i came to the bathroom because I thought, oh no, the mimosas are getting to me, I'm buzzed. And then she's like, but then I quickly realized that what she's feeling is not the buzz from the alcohol. It is a different sensation because as she tells her mother, that morning she took a diet tea and some sort of weight loss suppository. And now she has uncontrollable diarrhea and she has no way of she has no idea of how to tell her friends that she cannot rejoin the party because she will not stop pooping. <laughs> she cannot stop pooping. And she's like, I don't know what to do. There was even a moment where she was where she stopped talking and she's like, Did you hear that? That was awful, right? And that was oh, just no. like Oh my God, like talking that about was, her actual rock. That was when diarrhea. I was leaving the bathroom and oh. I was just like, do I, I, I was going to wait for Jeff because we went in together, you know, to the establishment. I'm like, well, I'm going to wait for, for him. But it was just like, oh my gosh, this story, this is like so funny, like whatever. I just like, was like, I, I need to sit, to, to share this before I like, I forget or it stops being humorous or whatever. Jeff comes out. He just sees that I'm like, big dubious smile on her face. <laughs> yeah. So my, I bet she probably felt safe too, like having this conversation in Spanish. And then lo and behold, Jeanette walks in, and yeah, you get the get all the details. I think when I initially went in, I don't think she may have heard me. Oh, because because the, she was the too... sound of her own. A shit storm was just reverberating (laughs) off of the stall, and all she could focus on was that. And it was a small. It's a small bathroom. I I don't know. I think at one point she realized someone else was in there, but I think she was just like, "I don't give it. I don't care." You know, she was just really in on her conversation and her situation. But also, like, why are you calling your mom about this? Like, what the shit is she gonna do? No she might have some some insight on a similar situation that she's dealt with in her life. You don't know. Like, you're still young enough where you can get some gems from your parents. Don't I write thought, them off. Well, maybe she was calling because maybe she had asked her 
her mom, she was trying to convince her to like bring her clothes or to pick oh. her up. You know, like when you were in school, if you accidentally peed, peed on yourself or something, you had an accident. It's like the same situation, but now as an adult. So maybe she, that's what she was like. Who else to, are you going to call? Because she's like, she's probably like, I can't get into an Uber like this. I don't want to get into my own car like this. Like, mom, please, can you either bring me something to wear oh, or save the day, mommy? <laughs> God, that's so bad. It was so we were all just dying. We we're all just fucking dying at this. And but. I told I told Jeff, like, I hope she's feeling better because um she can't feel any worse. I hope not. So um I hope she's feeling better. And I don't know, maybe if she's I, maybe, I don't maybe really, she's a listener. I don't know. Maybe she's still there. Oh wow, maybe I shouldn't disparage her then. She might be a listener, <laughs> you're right. Nah, thoughts fuck and, it. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, no, so I don't feel bad at all because like if you take that that weight loss supplement and it's specifically a, sp- a suppository and um she and had the other thing that you mentioned mimosas. yeah and then she chose to go out and have like brunch and mimosas like lady what are you thinking Ask, asking for it yeah for sure i hope you kind of sharded then like ruined some shit <laughs> <laughs> Well, salute that lady. But yes, other than that, we well and her mom. Yes, yeah, and her mom. Salute her mom because her mom mom. probably got that phone call. It was also a chill day, you know. She was like, "Oh, my daughter's calling. This is nice." Oh, you you couldn't call me on Sunday to wish me a happy Mother's Day, (laughs) or you didn't want to take me out for brunch. But this is this is what I get from you on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Oh god damn it. Um but yeah, other than that, we had a lovely day on the harbor. <laughs> no yeah. Nobody fell into the water. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jeff. Is the water like what y'all didn't plan to swim? Uh I don't really swim inside the harbor. It's kind of like Oh, y'all didn't actually like go out. No, nah, it's the, okay. these little electric duffy boats. I mean it's like a 21 footer, but they do five miles an hour and they're not wide or anything it's not something you'd want to take any with any sort of swell whatsoever it's just a little booze cruiser but it was fun good times yeah we had a couple seagulls that uh took a joyride um with us one the first seagull that kind of hitchhiked uh how scared the literal shit out of it oh no did anybody get bombarded no no it's just on the boat like so we were shooting the shit about some MBA stuff before we started here. And like I said, I actually think these have been great playoffs. But anyway, we were rambling about MBA stuff before we uh, before we get started recording here. And as I was saying, I think they've been really good playoffs. And as Jeanette, you pointed out, or maybe Barrett pointed out, it would appear that the show would distinctly disagree with that. So Barrett, you said you've been watching most of the East the Eastern Conference games, or have you? Yeah, yeah. And so this this is gonna go off of a big point that Jeanette made. So you can uh, yeah. get on that after after this real quick. Because my only thing, you know, I'm in the same area that they are. I'm in Florida, and like I'm not watching Warriors Sun Warriors or Suns games. I'm just not doing it. It on the weekend I watched. 
I mean, honestly, I it's not even ring. I don't think I've watched a single Western Conference playoff game just because. Oh no, when they were starting at like one p.m. the first round. Yeah. Okay, I was definitely in on some then, but bro, I'm in bed. Like as soon as the Heat game ends at fucking ten, I'm toast. And I bet the show is too. Well, and on the flip side, I feel like maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but traditionally have the playoff games started at 4 p.m. out here for us? Or was or did it used to be 5 and 8? So I think it used to be an hour later for you guys. No? Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it used to be later. And then what they saw, because I think this is how early some of the games were when in the bubble. Yeah, I think you're right. So they're like think, starting at four o'clock here. Like we're all still at fucking work. Yeah, and and when they were in the bubble, I, there was also a period where a Everybody's decent amount home. a decent amount of people were were home. They were working from home, so it made sense. Sometimes you know to have those games. Sometimes at like three thirty, you know, four o'clock. I don't think there was ever a game that started maybe later than six six thirty. I could be wrong. Yeah, that sounds so nice. You know, and even like it was even the same thing when they were the bubble baseball and all that stuff. Um, and that was great. Like even for me, like uh, a wet, like on the West Coast, and I can get to see these games. I'm kind of like, okay, I'll give it a quarter and I'll see. And I know the first quarter you really can't get too much into it, except when it was like the Gary Payton injury and all that stuff. So you, you don't really get too much. And then the other thing too, is like how much invested are you in those teams? Like as, as people know, I despise all things Arizona. So for me to watch the Phoenix Suns play, it's incredibly tasking. And it's also Chris Paul and et cetera, et cetera. So unless it's like a Scott Foster game that he's in it, that might be what piques my interest. And I guess that's incredibly disrespectful to to Luca and the other people on the Suns, but it is what it is, man. Also, um, really quick, I think Scott Foster is out for a non-COVID-related Ill- illness tonight. So so now Chris Paul has zero in these remaining games. He has zero excuse, so he has to do it in the playoffs. That You prayed for this. You were like, God... Please remove the obstacle that is Scott Foster from my playoff career in, in this series, whatever. You you have your prayers have been answered. So now you gotta do it. You gotta put up or shut up. Agreed. Loser. And they got smoked by Mav, the Mavs last night, right? Was that last night or two nights ago? Mm-hmm. I can't keep my game straight anymore. Yes, because tonight that game last night. <laughs> That's the game that yesterday we had no idea who, Dude, who it was. Barrett, this was so bad. Jeanette shows up like like quite a bit before everybody else because they were all in like serious traffic and she got down here pretty quick. And so we're just shooting the shit about sports and whatnot. And we're talking about the playoffs. And we hit just like a stop sign where we could not figure out who was playing last night. And we were going back and forth for like four or five minutes like, Okay, come on. I believe you literally said, okay, we're sports people. We can do this. And it literally took us a good four minutes to figure out who the two who two of the four teams playing were. It was so pathetic. Yeah, we, that is- we couldn't remember the other people from the Western Conference, the other two teams. And I think when we like when we kind of got it. 
two seconds later, it comes out on ESPN as like the slate of games. And we're like, duh. Uh, like, oh, like they're making fun of us. <laughs> yeah, Church. that is one of the worst things in the world. My dad and I, a couple days or like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the playoffs and we're sitting there and we're talking about Boston and we're like, did they sweep the first round? What happened the first round with Boston? And we're sitting there for fucking ever. And then it was quiet for a moment. And I'm like, oh, no, that was the Nets. They squeaked in and got yeah. smoked. Yeah. Dude, it's especially in the first two rounds or like when you get to the second round, remembering what the hell happened in the first round is so hard because there's like four games a night and it's just everything flying all over the place. But, uh, oh, dude, what's up, Jeanette? Also, it doesn't help when the teams that are playing each other, I'm talking to you, Milwaukee, Boston, Memphis, uh, Golden State, and I think that might be it. But when the teams have the same color scheme and they're playing against each other, it's a pain in the butt. Dude, that is the most frustrating thing. Like, you had zero coordination right now. What the fuck is going it's on? Because, like, right now, it's Bucks playing at home. They're in green. The Celtics, they're in white. And then when they go to Boston, it flips. It's the same color combinations over and over again. As much as it's good to get the seedings and to work for whatever you are, there should also be a thing where there should be – it's either – you can't play a team that has a similar color palette as you because it confuses everybody. I am an old now. I don't want to be confused. Make it easy <laughs> on me. Or we have to have alternative playoff unis that just, mm-hmm. you know, makes it super easy. You know, it's a red team, blue team, white, black. And those would be sick. The NBA orange, could whatever. sell those for even more. Like yeah. playoff yeah. unis is honestly one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my life. Because that way you're not just buying a jersey. I'm buying like the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards first playoff run where he was battling against John Morant. This is an exclusive one year release, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's good shit. And also, yeah, I would like, say that doing that's a lot easier than changing the playoff seating to make sure that there's no contrasting colors. That might not really sit well with you know players. But fuck them. Hey, she came up with solutions. What are you doing, Jeff? I'm shooting them down. Thank you. Thank you, sir. No, like, right. Like the same thing happened to me the other day when I was watching, you know, Salute Roy Panthers uh, Capitals, and they have the same situation where it's either a white, they're either, uh, was it a white sweater or a red sweater? So depending where the hell they're playing, if I'm rooting for red, it's like, and I'm thinking it's the Panthers, it could actually be the freaking Capitals. And I'm like, huh? True. Very similar. And also while I'm complaining, everybody, all the sports networks need to get on the same wavelength for a sports bug. I'm tired of everybody having their own distinct look. And I don't know where balls and strikes are. I don't know who's on base. I don't know who the players are. I don't know when it indicates when somebody's on a power play. Make that shit standard or else I'm not watching your sports anymore. They're not going to do it because they know that's a fucking lie because we're not going to stop watching. And and yeah. So I, just under, <laughs> I just undercut myself. So, Jeanette, did you have a lopic? I had told Jeff that today, because uh, you know how the Friday shows are not the strongest shows, 
Well, I think, I think they do like a half day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So with uh, Ricky, they're trying to add another dimension to what he does. So it's not just um, the astrology and getting to know him, like his motivations as not just a former player, but how he lives his life and how he applies the things that he's learned through his alternative teaching to his life. So now they want to do something called hashtag ask the sex expert. So they want the audience. Yeah. They want the audience to ask questions that will help them become a sex master and have a better sex life with their partner and hopefully that makes their relationships better um because that's what he says he's like you know that that the best thing you could be for your partner is to be a sex master you so, know what we don't need ricky on here i'll give you some some sex expert talk right no, here no so yes, my yes. my question was Oh man, Oof. I had a all right. So you you can follow um follow up. So maybe you can kind of just let me ask the question. So I was gonna say, someone from our group should ask the question to Ricky and the show. And I'm like, who would you nominate? And what would you want them to ask? Something silly, something you know, not not too graphic or whatever, but. Who would we want as a representative of Lauer After Hours to have to ask the question? Well, so there's a couple ways we can go with this. We could go like in a direction of someone who, you know, we presume is on a similar level of Ricky's so that we could possibly get some like deep rooted gems between the two of them, you know, like someone a that, mark. Someone that thinks they're good at sex. A mark, you know, some, you know, I bet we could get him to delegate this. And a, a Mark and Ricky conversation could really pull out some gems that would help out people. But the other direction we could go with this is like sending Schweitz. Hmm. But what I was going to say was just be open with your partner. Don't be afraid to like tell them what you're into. That's what makes your partner a sex expert is having a good conversation about like, What's what? I think that for the group that he is dealing with, it's it seems to me that it is a very repressed. What, like Roy group. and Billy? Well, like Dan, I think, is kind of in that boat so so Dan married Eddie, someone 20 years younger than him Jeanette. That, that doesn't mean that he's having these conversations with valerie about do i please you as a lover because i don't think i don't because i because i think when like okay i'm not married no, no, nobody on this thing is married but i think when you decide to marry somebody the first thing to make that decision is not like they're great in bed I think that it plays an important part. And if you're a younger person like Valerie is, and you're marrying someone who is substantially older than you, I think that you uh, don't do that without like having some serious knowledge that the, these gears and functions are going to keep working for a while. 
I, I just came back into the conversation, but we're talking about how Dan lays the pipe or something. Yeah, but I'm like trying to like walk around it. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't just. But I, I think know. I think the other reason why they themselves don't I want to ask. and functions. I'm talking about his penis. I think the other reason why they don't want to go into detail is they, number one, obviously they don't want to get in trouble with their wives, but also, (laughs) but also the way that media works, they don't want them asking a question that then becomes a clip that's that the audience will use to like make a joke out of it. Like, haha, these guys asked about, you know, orgasms, oral sex, um, role-playing, you know, things of that nature. Oh, I'm so just saying. To come up with something. Okay, so we're he, doing Because so, my question game. was, if we're if if someone from Lauer After Hours, like if we nominate somebody, who should we nominate to ask a question, and what should that question be? Um. All right. So. Or like, like we like, like I just thought it shouldn't really like it shouldn't be something too serious. Like maybe we could have, um, Kish, and he just says. Do you take off your socks during sex? <laughs> you know, so, like something. See, well, that's going to say, I was going to say, like, if it either has to be tame and a male or we pick you or Pam and then we can say something, then the question can be raunchier because you won't get in trouble for it. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and then after we ask the question, it's like we got to close the DM so that a bunch of weird guys don't start sending us weird dms exactly (laughs) and then you also make it a question that like maybe well i don't know is this more dangerous or less dangerous do you make it so off like out of out of the ordinary that you won't get weird dms or or that you only get a few a small amount of extremely weird dms or a bunch of a lot it it should be like a fusion of the two worlds so it would be something like Hey Ricky, I am an Aquarius. I'm single. Oh, that's how you. I'm, I'm that's single, how you reel looking and open-minded. Who should I try to avoid and not let into my bedroom because they will disappoint me greatly? Okay. Because I know. Wow. I mean, we, we know he's going to recommend a Taurus, and well, you have to ask the Taurus like what their favorite animal is, and they hear me like, huh? But what they if they say, gold, they say goldfish? Yeah. What if they say woodpecker? It's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like. Mm. Back in it. Y'all played this game so much better than me. My, I, yeah. Darren was like, talk to your partner, then you'll know how to be a sex expert. You should. Oh, no. see, you should I, be see, open I, and. Well, what if, your part, what if your partner tells you, I want you to take off the socks? Look, Are you, you're going to take still, off your socks? If you're still fucking with socks on, you're not having a sturdy base. You're slipping all over the place. Like, rookie move. What if they're like uh, those, like, what if you have gross greg cody toenails okay and and your partner doesn't know that and that's why you keep your socks on i've got an answer for both okay grip socks sure if your feet are gross keep your shoes on too and you can only have sex at night with the lights off how about how about i got a better i got a better plan if your feet are gross go get a fucking pedicure You'll Fair. fix your gross ass feet. Couldn't isn't that isn't that the the right option there? Nah, but like sometimes you can get away with not totally stripping down, you know, or whatever, and like just keep your socks and shoes on. You're fine. You're getting down. Panthers three capitals two. Oh, 
three minutes Does that left. Mean I need to three stop minutes talking left. about sex. No, I'm just giving oh. you the update. Three minutes well, left. Roy will Roy will feel some happiness. So I haven't paid a flutter of happiness. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to hockey at all this season until the last like two games because the Kings have been doing things and Jeanette was yelling at me. Um, <laughs> so we got a game seven tomorrow, right, Jeanette? Kings game seven tomorrow in Edmonton. Might have to which I hear there. is a real place. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the divisions or anything, but. Let's say the Kings went on one of those loony, like Jonathan Quick goes crazy in the playoffs runs. We've seen it before. I'm not saying we'll see it again, but we've seen it before. It's been a decade, but eight years. It was it, yeah. 14. Was it was it 12 and 14? Yeah. But in theory, we could get a Kings Ice Cats final, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be fun. I've been. I want. I want them to win. I just want them to win for Roy's sake. But if the Kings go on a run, fuck Roy. <laughs> yes, I mean L.A. hasn't won a championship since the Super Bowl. We're due. I know, and it was only a year. I mean, we had it, to it, wait it, a it, year before that. Yeah. So, so I mean, we we need this. We need this more than anybody. Yeah, it's only been three in the what last four years. Yeah, that's, that's that's tough, man. Yeah, we need some more. It's been it's been a spell, a dry spell. Barrett's looking grouchy. Well, I mean, I came back and it was still hockey talk. Like I don't know. No, no, no. Hockey we're just talk. Talking, we're just talking generally about hockey. <laughs> God damn it! All right, uh, Barrett, you got a lopic? Less of a law pick, but more of just something that I, I, well, yeah, I guess we could all discuss it. You know, I just wanted to give my thoughts on the uh, Amin and Nick Wright debacle. You know, Mm -hmm. that shit was hilarious. And the way that it slow burned from the point where Amin was starting it off. And he was, and he like declared war. He was going in and everybody was like backing him. And then out of nowhere, he declared war. And everybody was like, I mean, I kind of like Nick, right? He dresses nice. He makes good points, you know? (laughs) And then that's just how it ended for the first day. And then they come back the next day and Amin talks some more shit or whatever. And then, so I'm way behind listening and my days are getting all mixed up. But I specifically saw Amin versus Nick Wright. And I had to click that hour even though I hadn't listened to a lot of other stuff. And I'm so glad that I did because the way that they went at it was just perfect. And another thing, Nick Wright does this thing where he like acts like he has a point and he starts talking while somebody else is talking. He's like, oh no, you go, you go. It's like, no, you weren't going to say anything anyways. You stole a mean shit, Nick Wright. He definitely stole his shit. Also, before we move on, I just have to admit to something kind of embarrassing right now. So, Barrett, behind you, on your closet door, there's, like, a little, like, hole where you can put your finger in to slide it. And I swear to God, I thought that was a droplet of water on my computer screen. So, (laughs) I reached, that's why I reached out and wiped my, it was like Dan licking fries. Uh, That was was really poorly done on my part. I feel like an old right now. Oh, damn it. At least you're not asking for playoff colorways to help you distinguish teams. (laughs) 
that, you can't that's tell all. it's white and green, but green and white. It's also a function of not knowing any of the players. So, Greeny, I feel you. <laughs> but I don't know anything. I don't know a damn thing, including the players' names. The Milwaukee plays really good defense, I tell you. Man, uh, even, like, I was watching. Timberwolf passes to Timberwolf. Yeah. Like, the, even even the, um, even the Kenny on TNT the other night, when he's, like, doing one of his, like, run-to-the-board breakdown things, he'll just be like, yeah, so this guy drives baseline, and then, no, this, this guy didn't play good defense at all here. I was like, bro, They're all literally Grizzlies, your right? own fucking job is to know the names. They're all Did Grizzlies, you- right? <laughs> Did y'all Mostly see? Really did y'all see Snack? Did y'all see Shaq beat Kenny to the board the other day? I thought it was Charles. Did Shaq do it too? So yeah, so Kenny was just walking, like he took off quick, and nobody was right behind him, so he was just walking, and then Shaq like sneakily ran up there and, and snagged it. You know what Kenny's problem good. is? Motherfucker doesn't run through the tape. Got got you know Chris Weber run through the tape. That's why Kenny lost that sprint back in the day. They sh- they they showed that video the other day when uh, the the same day that they were talking about how Tom Brady is so good looking and he hypnotizes Charles and he can't like he gets lost in his beauty and you know me I don't particularly think that Tom Brady is all that handsome I like I said earlier in the in the group chat he had a handsome period that has passed him. Um, but I, anybody anybody that thinks that Tom Brady is handsome, you're entitled to your own opinion. For me, he just doesn't do it. And I am open to criticism because I have the hugest crush on Colin Firth. So for me to for me to turn stone, for me to like criticize people on their men on their looks, yeah, I, I know people are gonna be like, but look what you like. But that's what I like. So, so don't I'll hate t- don't hate me. I'll tell you the the problem with Tom is. He's he's a good looking dude, but there's something that bothers me always on any human, and that's a butt chin. <laughs> and he has like a like I would say a sixty percent butt chin. It's not they, like it's not like Bill. What's his name? Uh, the former coach of the Texans, mm-hmm. O'Brien. Bill Bill O'Brien has like retread class twelve Loser. butt chin. Like like a grade triple A class twelve butt chin. Tom's got like a sixty percent butt chin, I'd say, but it still kind of looks like a butt on his chin. It's a distinctive enough feature that they mention it in the goat song in the in the big game musical. There you go. To go away from one allegedly handsome man to one that is not all that handsome, Nick Wright. Did you guys see? what he posted today when he was on the Dan Patrick show. I, oh, I caught a little no. bit of it. So it's like a five minute clip. You don't need to watch all five. But he was basically saying how like the lat like how recently he was on a different program and how he didn't even have the producer's full attention because that <laughs> producer was playing some sort playing some wordle. word game. <laughs> so when he's talking to Dan Patrick, he doesn't call out Witty specifically. But then when he tweets out the clip, that's when he adds Whittingham and he adds the show. And it's like, hey, if you have the Twitter fingers to be adding people, then you should at least do that in your clips. Say it with your chest. Exactly. 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 Scaredy right. cat. He should also be uh, excommunicado. Yeah, I- Thief and degenerate gambler. Ooh, Irresponsible. And not, only, not only that, 
in that clip, he's doing sausage fingers into the camera. He's he's like oh trying to make God, his he's point. He's trying to got his thing. I tweeted that to them. I'm like the I'm like this man Steve Ray knows no bounds because he's also throwing up sausage fingers into the camera like this, trying to block himself out. It's like. Mm-hmm. Listen here, Dan. I was on another Dan show. So, imagine, oh my God, I can picture it now. So, it's for, kind of art. Let's what do you honest. think he's stealing from Dan Patrick then? <laughs> Shut does up, Jeff. A, we're doing a thing. Does he have a Fitzy too? Does he have Nickettes? Oh my God. If Nick Wright came out with a Fitzy out of nowhere. Oh my God. I, that's the next evolution. He's copying both Dan's. I, I, I don't want to imagine what Nick Wright's Nickettes would look like. It wouldn't be good. They, I, I guarantee you, they would give you some better parlays than what Dan's people do. Actually, they would be called the Bronets, Bronalds, Bronaldettes. Good. Well said. Yeah. Nailed it. So wait, are we taking a side on this Nick Wright Amin oh, right, war? Yeah. Oh yeah, Team Amin. Because it's, it's Team like Amin. Every all time day. there's like a war, it feels like we have to take a side. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be polarizing about it. Amin fucking jumped the the mothership with Dan without any regards or forward thinking about it at all. And fucking, I love that kind of loyalty. I ride with Amin. Nick Wright, you're a thief and a and a bad person and a gambler. <laughs> Parrot, when's the last time you placed a bet? Uh, I've actually been really good since I've been moving recently, <laughs> but I might've done a little parlay when, uh, we went out for my buddy's bachelor party and I might've enticed like everybody to get in on it and salute Degenerate gambler. Salute. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I too, am taking a mean side Let's on, go on this. And if they really want to escalate this war, I say at the next Moss, if it's at the Kmart, Kmots, then we need to have either a slide whistle off, a kazoo off, or a triangle off. And then that's the only way to declare a winner. Or we challenge, Amin has to challenge Nick Wright to talk for like 45 seconds on a subject about basketball and not talk about LeBron James. Can he make a basketball argument without using LeBron James in it? I don't think he can. So, so I don't uh, think he can go a full minute. 45 seconds, I feel like you can keep in your head that number. But if you got to kill like a full minute of time. And also, no, no imagery, no illusions, no nothing. Like can't, can't do like the the... Kid, kid from Akron, Wash King, anything that alludes to LeBron can't use it either. Mm-mm. That's as soon as that, as soon as the mention of Akron or Ohio or Cleveland, you're out, buddy. You're done. All right. So here's my take on the side on, on which side to take. I'll always ride for a meet. That guy's been my guy forever. He's responsible for the only time I've ever said grace in my life. Um. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that story. But, <laughs> well, but. for all of our new listeners who haven't heard you copy uh, Amin's bit, yes. give us that story real quick. Well, yeah. So there was at one point um, a, a Christmas party, I believe, at the Suns, in the Suns organization when Amin was there. 
And he got up and said he wanted to read uh, an old poem from his home country or whatever the hell he said. Um, I believe that's correct. Yes. And and then he just... A, Su- got, a Sudanese blessing or something. Yeah, some Sudanese blessing, something like that. Um, and he proceeded to get up on stage and read out the lyrics to the theme song from different strokes (laughs) um and nobody in the room got it because they were all either from other countries or too young so people were coming up to him afterwards saying like you know wow that was really that seemed like it really meant a lot to you like thank you for sharing that and it means just going like fuck my joke fell flat um (laughs) So after I heard that, I decided, and a few beers at Thanksgiving, I told my aunt, we were at her, at her house, that I was going to volunteer to say grace. And she's like, uh, Jeff, you're the least religious person I know. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got this. And then I got up in front of like 30 people and just recited the lyrics to the Different Strokes theme song. And half the room was pretty much silent. Almost the whole room was silent. Except for my aunt in the background, who was just like in tears, laughing her ass off. And I've always appreciated Amin for giving me that opportunity. So I always ride with Team Amin. Also, he's just damn good at basketball commentary. He's just fucking good. I love um, basketball Illuminati. Yeah, it's so it's good. it's climbing up so my good. ranks really quickly. It's like, see, oh my god, dude, did you see the picture of the hats? Yes, bro. Those they look hats are sick. fire. Obviously, I ride for Team Amin. However, I'm pretty sure Nick is just sitting there, like, texting them, damn straight I stole your shit, but then coming on the air and just making a, just acting like a loon and defending himself. And, and, and then, like, like you said, like, using sausage fingers on Patrick's show, there is something to be said for the art of that whole leaning into the douchebag. Like, you know, as somebody who naturally does that, I kind of appreciate it a little bit, but again, but then again, fuck him, team of me. Thank you. God damn, I was about to have to like kick you off this podcast or something if you didn't finish strong. Also, no. like, like in the absence of them having a corporate overlord to rally against, they have to create these straw men or these these targets just to kind of get this. Man. This frenetic energy out of. So this week, it's been Nick Wright and Tim Reynolds. Uh, Next week, who knows? They really, you know, that's a great point. They really do need to develop, like, a proper enemy. Because that was... Isn't it the mayor of Miami? (laughs) Ponzi Postolita. Yeah, but, but, I mean, they've, they've developed some enemies in that way under, under... Because Miami and whatnot. And I mean, you know, there are some other things, Philadelphia or whatever, but there's nothing quite like the ESPN overlord to give them the content of like fighting against the machine still, right? So, and that was such a great part of the show. So, so Boston forced a game seven. So that means that the Heat have to wait around a couple more days to learn who they're going to be facing in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. What makes a better villain for them to go up against? Because I kind of see it both ways, where if it's Milwaukee, 
I think. Stu well, that's can, like a rivalry brewing. Stu can bring back how responsible they were with the Deer District last year. Moderna, my mother died, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of, you can use those jokes. And then there's Cel the Celtics. I think we already know Pat's history with Danny Ainge and the fuck you letter and all that stuff or with the facts and stuff like that. So, but which one do you think gets them more amped? And do we finally get a rant from Dan? And do you only see that rant coming if it's Boston? I think it's, it has to be Boston. And part of that is like, for me, there's nobody to dislike particularly on Milwaukee. Grayson Allen. Oh, all right. Besides Grayson Allen, that that's about as dislikable as it gets. I suppose you like you cut my argument up from under me there. But which but, Lopez brother is it? Some people don't like. Like uh, if, you gotta love Brooke. You gotta love look. There's spacey. There's spacey guys from California that do, love Disney World. Yeah, what's the problem with that? I don't know. Giannis is the fakest number one option I've ever seen in my life. He is a number two to Chris Middleton and. I would much rather see Milwaukee than Boston 10 times out of 10 because that team is fake as hell, fake championship, doesn't have a ring in my book. Giannis, you got to do it again. He's a number two. You can't tell me he's not a number two. He got locked up by Al Horford. Like, come on. It would also be if it's Milwaukee. Because remember, they swept the heat last year. So now, and, and remember last year it was like the Heat were, were injured and injuries, uh, not, full, not full strength. So now it's, I guess, as full strength and healthy as teams can be at, um, at this particular part of the year. So it's like... Well, in the year before, we smoked them. Let's not forget that either. So this is like a little rivalry brewing. Yeah, uh, and but the thing about Milwaukee is like, all right, let's take the Philly series. The guy who's going to guard Embiid, same guy that's going to guard Giannis, presumably, right? It would be Bam. Yes. Yeah. I guess so I'd probably throw Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to get on there, too. Yeah. Too. But you think the primary defender on Giannis is Bam. And Bam played well against Embiid some games. Some games he got pretty punked. And that lingers with him. He has that thing well, too, where yeah. they were saying he beyond that, that the though. mental fragility or like whatever, if that's what yeah, you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, y'all watch your mouth right now. Heat five. Bam oh. doesn't have fucking. We're not. We're not. Or whatever. We're not. I, I, we're I not discrediting him. We're like seeing it's it's tough to be a freaking athlete. But, but uh, beyond that, though, it's just Giannis is functionally. I mean, he's probably what within 20 pounds of Embiid and about the same height and is 10 times faster. That is a bigger assignment for Jimmy. I mean, I'm sorry for, for Bam. Bam. But I think, I think Embiid is, and Embiid's a massive inside assignment, but man, that's a different ball game against this guy. No, let me tell you something here. That actually matches up better with what Bam does because Bam is faster than Embiid. He's slender. He's faster. Like, he matches up better with the quicker big than he does someone who should be able to, like, beat him up inside. But he, my point is that 
my point is Giannis is big enough to beat him up inside too. Giannis is a number two. Jesus Christ. Barrett, he's the best player in the league. Heat and five. Here, okay, so here I'm going to straddle the fence on this one. I just want him to crack so bad. Because I want... Culture chatter. No, I want the UD minutes. I'm taking a punk rip. I want the UD minutes used against Grayson Allen. <laughs> just that to w- beat him up? <laughs> that would be great. And I'm sorry Jeff walked away and he didn't hear that. Oh. I would love... Even though Grayson Allen is a Jacksonville boy... He fucking he went to school down like right down the road at Providence, not too far. Man, because I would you love know him to get beat up. Grayson Allen wouldn't back away from that fight because I mean he's not. He doesn't seem to be scared of stuff. He'll walk into that buzzsaw, and UD will be like, "I'm the OG. I gotta teach. I haven't gotten the UD minutes yet. So sure, why not?" And then I. If it ends up being the heat of Boston, I am salivating at the thought of Mike Scher's observations off of that series alone. So for me, it's like whichever way it goes, it's win-win. So weekend observations is honestly not my favorite bit. Excuse me. Not my favorite bit in the world. I love the it Mike, whenever the, they riff off of observations. The Mike Scher one? You don't like them? No, 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 no. Stugatz's. And like out of all of the reoccurring bits, like if it didn't happen, I don't know how long it would take before I realized that I haven't heard it in a while. But the way that Mike Schur's bit has come off of that, I am just like, oh my God, what am I thinking? This has just evolved into so much. And then the, the way that they riff off in between his observations, I love that shit so much too. Like, I'm not a total hater of weekend observations, but it's that goddamn beat. That shit is just not our beat. The fucking dub beat. The beep, beep. Like, fuck, get that shit out of my ear. I don't know what we're talking about, but Jenny's laughing on mute again. No, I gave my opinion on the series, and I said that if it's Heat and Bucks, I hope they use the UD minutes on Grayson Allen. Oh, yeah. Because that would be great. Just kill him. Just great television for, you know, I think it might bring about the end of the NBA. It'd be like Malice in the Palace times no, no. four. No, because Grayson's <laughs> own teammates will join in and beat his ass. <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something about Grayson Allen. Aaron likes him. Mm. Ah. Aaron That's like only, having Greg Cody as your teammate. Aaron only likes the most hateable athletes. And then I, I said that if it's um, the Celtics and the Heat, that Mike Schur's observations are just going to be like scorching hot off oh, the wall. Great. The beeps. God, how did I turn? Yeah, man. Wow. I really went in. Man. Dude, you I went- love I love Mike Schur's. Like, he's doing it monthly now, right? Yeah, some, yeah, something like that. He's busy. He has TV shows and Panthers won in overtime. Oh, congrats, Roy! <laughs> Salute, Roy! Pan wagon. The pan wagon. <laughs> Mike Ryan. Meow. Billy. 
Oh, yeah. Salute Billy. He might get to write that Zamboni now. Billy. <laughs> Billy. 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 Zamboni. 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 Zambilly. Oh. That's what the hashtag should be. That should Nobody be the name it. of this pod. Zambilly. All right. Even though it has nothing to do with anything that we talked about at all, it's just at the very end. Yeah, well, that's appropriate for us. Thank you, Zambilly. Thank you, Zambilly. <laughs> Thank you, Zambilly. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Like, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm, I guess now I'm riding the, or I'm driving the Zamboni at the Ice Cats game. And Dan's like, oh, so they actually agreed to that? And he's like, well, I agreed to it. <laughs> <laughs> They still have to accept my request and reply to me. He needs but. to do that, like when it's contract negotiations. It's like, I, I'm, I want a million dollars. That my salary is going to be a million. I agree to it. How about you? Exactly. <laughs> All right, million dollars. Puts his hand out for a shake. Zambillion dollars. I bet. I'm. I'm pretty sure that. Like within a couple of years, they'll be they'll be in the millions. I bet. Am I stepping over stuff? No, this is Jeanette. <laughs> Jeanette just made the worst joke I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was, I believe, it was Zam billion dollars in a Doctor Evil voice. <laughs> That's a Schweitz ass joke. Yeah, it really is. Jeanette, go to the ocean. Um, well, um, thank you, everyone for joining us tonight on Laugh at the Club. Uh, we are joined by Jeanette and Jagsman, and I'm Jeff. Duval! Um, make sure you watch the Chargers uh, new promo video because it really makes fun of Jagsman, and that makes me happy. Um, literally, Jagsman. Um, and thank you always to Aaron for being a source of content that we can shit upon. Um, so yeah, bye everybody. <laughs>